Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fit and Fears podcast. So I did start recording one of these already and then I'm going to make myself sound so popular right now. I kept getting messages come through <laughs> and it kept going off on my laptop and it was like ruining the whole vibe. Um, and it was just really off-putting. So I was like, do you know what? I'll close down the app and it'll be like when I get absolutely no messages now. Um, so I'll close down the app so they're not going off. But today's episode is going to be a Q&A episode of some questions that my clients have asked me. Um, I've got them either in their check-ins or they've just asked me throughout the week. And before we go, I just want to tell you all about my cup of tea because, oh, it is so good. I do love a cup of tea anyway, but I've never really been like, oh, I could really have a cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? And my mum has bought these tea bags. I have no idea what tea bags they are. I've no idea how long she's been buying them for. But I've just found them. And I am obsessed. They are so good. And I keep asking her what they're called. But clearly I just never ever listen to her answer. <laughs> or I do. But it goes in one ear and out the other. And yeah. So if there's like a little pause in between me talking today. It's because I'm having sips of my cups of tea. That I had to go and make before I started this podcast. Mmm. I also had to make my hair look nice for this podcast because even though nobody can see me, I was so tired this morning. So like my period has absolutely floored me and I was so tired and I was like, right, I'll have a shower. And then I was like, oh, I don't need to do my hair. I'm recording podcasts like nobody's going to see me. And then I was just like, oh my God, if I do my hair, I'm going to feel so much better about myself. So I was like, I'll do that and then I'll be able to turn up better to my podcast. So here we are. So let's get into it. First question we have got is, what does progressive overload mean? Okay, so kind of exactly what it says on the tin, really. But in terms of fitness, which is what it is, is if we are working out, so like say we want to build muscle, grow muscle, get stronger, tone up, we need to be making sure that we're putting stimulus on that muscle and then each week that stimulus is becoming more and more. So that muscle can keep growing. And it's like, there is an example of it, and I can't remember what it's called, but I can picture it, and it's basically this young lad is carrying a cow, like his baby calf, and then, or he's like a young man, sorry, carrying this baby calf, and then as the calf grows, like, so every day he carries it into the village, and then he carries it back again, and every day this calf is growing into a cow, and it's getting bigger, it's getting heavier, but because this guy is carrying it every single day, his muscles are adapting and the stimulus like is putting on them. Like his muscles are adapting as they go, which means he can then get bigger, he can then get stronger, so he can still carry his cow. Whereas if he was just carrying like the same cow um, when it was a baby the whole way through and the cow never grew, it never got heavier, the guy would likely never really change because it's the same way every day and his muscles have got used to them. So if we put this in terms of being in a gym or being in like a fitness environment, let's say, for example, you're doing a leg press and you can do a 50 kilogram leg press, okay? If you then carry on doing a 50 kilogram leg press, you're not really likely going to be seeing any difference in the weeks going forward in strength, in muscle building or in um, toning up. And this is because you're not then adding more stimulus onto the muscle. So the first week you may have added stimulus and then after that it would have been the same. So we're not really overloading that muscle, which is what we want to do. So we want to be overloading the muscle every single week. And then this is why it's called progressive because it's progressively happening. Um, so ideally, the way to progressively overload on an exercise, say, for example, you work between a rep range of 8 to 12 reps 
and you're lifting 50 kilograms on a leg press, okay? And you can do 12 reps for three sets of this leg press at 50 kilograms. So then the next week you go and you're like, oh, okay, do you know what? I'm gonna add another 10 kilos. We're gonna take it up to 60 kilograms, but we're gonna drop it to eight reps, okay? So you've done that. So you're overloading the muscle by putting more weight on there. Yes, you've dropped the amount of reps, but it's still at a higher intensity than what you were doing before. And then the week after that, you could be like, okay, well, I got 50 kilo, uh, 60 kilograms sorry, for eight reps. So this week I'm gonna try and go for 10 reps. Okay, so then you're still overloading that muscle. Like it doesn't have to be a massive difference every single week. It can just be like the smallest part that we're doing. But all of these things add up. And then as well in fitness, so like you've got to progressively overload, you can do more reps week on week. You can increase the weight week on week. You can decrease your rest time in between those sets week on week. Or you can bring in tempo and like really slow the movement down. So like there will get to a point where to go up to the next weight is going to be really, really fucking hard. And you might not be able to do it and you might not be able to hit the desired number of reps. So what we can do in that situation is bring in tempo and like just really focus on slowing the whole movement down. And all of these things are contributing to overloading that muscle progressively so that we can keep on progressively getting better. But I hope that one made sense. Um, I think a lot of these things people overcomplicate in their minds. And I, I know that because I used to do it myself. But the simplest, most basic things are the ones that work and the ones that we should stick to, really. Like, we don't need to make everything really complicated. So, it's um, a cup of tea time now. Hold up. Oh, God, that's so good. So, second question. Do I need to be doing cardio? Okay, so, no, you don't need to be doing it. Um... It could be beneficial and whenever I talk about cardio, so like I think it's a very well-known fact, maybe not so much on this podcast, but I hate cardio. I hate going into a gym and going on a treadmill, going on a Stairmaster, going on a cross trainer, going on, I just hate it, okay? In a situation like that, I'm not his fan, but give me a situation where I'm playing netball, I'm running around on a court for an hour, I love it. I can go swimming for an hour and like do a training session and I love it, okay? So my idea of cardio, so like there's some cardios that I do like, but cardio in a gym is not for me. But then you also have to find something that you enjoy doing because if you don't enjoy doing cardio and I program for you cardio, you're never ever going to do it because you don't like doing it. Whereas if you had a sport that you enjoyed doing, you're like, do you know what? I'm going to get my cardio in in that way. That would be ideal for you because you enjoy doing it. You're going to stick to it week on week. Um, And also, you've got to think, like, we shouldn't ever be working out to burn calories, okay? Or that working out should not be our sole focus to lose body fat. I always say to my clients, like, what we do in the gym is to build the body you want. And then what we do out of the gym is going to get you that body that you want. Okay, so then if you think of things as well, like going for walks, getting your steps in. So this is like, I'll always set a step goal for my clients because it can be a great cardiovascular exercise without being too high intensity. Like walking is so underrated, like so, so underrated. I can go walking for miles, but put me on a treadmill in the gym, no thank you. I mean like walking for miles outside, but in the gym, it's not for me. Um, So I think if you enjoy doing it, go for it. If you don't enjoy doing it, you don't have to do it. Um, we're lucky enough that when we lift weights, when we get to the right intensity and we are lifting heavy enough, it can still work our cardiovascular system as well. 
um, which is what we want because we don't just want to be working one system and not the other. And our cardiovascular system is so important. And the benefits of like working it and improving it as well are so, so high. But yeah, don't think too much into it. If you do enjoy it, let me know and I can program it for you. Um, but yeah, and then there's different ways of cardio as well, which we're not going to go into them all today. We're going to save that for another podcast. And I'm just going to make a note of that so I can save it for another podcast. Um, but yeah, so there's that one. And then next question. I'm not sweating. Does this mean I'm not working hard enough? No, it does not mean that. So I'm not a sweater. Okay. Well, hold up. Little, little tangent here, little story. So growing up, I was never really a huge sweater. Okay. It didn't matter what we did. Like I never really sweat that much. Um, and then when I moved to Egypt, obviously the heat went sky high. Obviously I sweat over there. <laughs> it was, I sweat from places over there that I didn't even know was possible. We'd be sat down having like our morning meeting and it'd be like the height of summer. It'd be like 40, 50 degrees Celsius. And I'd be sat at the table and I'm like, oh my God, there's a fly. There's a fly just on my leg, not leaving it alone. No, the backs of my knees would be sweating, like literally dripping with sweat. Um, my elbows would be sweating. The creases of my arms would be sweating, like when my elbows bend. Um, yeah, just absolute madness. But, um, oh, and did you know, I'm sure everybody knows this, but I only found this out when I was in Egypt. Oh, I feel like I could be wrong now. I feel like I have to Google it. But do you know what? Whilst I'm Googling it, I'm just going to tell you it anyway. I think our eyebrows are there to stop sweat from going into our eyes. Um, hang on, let me just Google this. Why do we have eyebrows? But I'm pretty sure that that is what it is. Oh my God, yes it is. The reason why we have eyebrows was originally to keep rain and sweat out of our eyes. Oh my God, as a species, we humans rely on our sight more than any other sense. And with no eyebrows, water can get in and seriously blur the vision. Eyebrows may also deflect debris and shield our eyes from the sun. <gasps> I knew it was true. Okay, so yeah, and I found that out over there. And do you know what? It absolutely amazed me. It really, really did. Um, because we used to do a dance show quite a bit over there. And of an evening in the summer, it was still really fucking hot. So... I'd be dancing non-stop for like an hour and I'd be sweating and I would get like drips of sweat come to the end of my nose and I'd like blow them off and then every now and then I'd get a bit of sweat go onto my eyelash and um, yeah, somebody told me about the whole eyebrow thing and I don't know if that's just me being really dense and not realising it but holy shit balls, I thought that was amazing. Anyway, back to my question of... Oh, I was going off on a tangent about me not really sweating and then sweating in Egypt. Okay, and then I moved home and um, I'd go to the gym and I had friends who would like literally drip. Like they'd be so sweaty. And I used to think the exact same thing. And I used to be like, oh my God, I'm not working hard enough. Like, why am I not working hard enough? But all sweat is, it is something that is there to cool you down when you get too hot. Like it's your body's way of cooling you down once you get too hot. And like, for example, when you shiver, that's your body's way of warming you up when you get too cold. Like your body is trying to generate heat by making you move. So yeah, sweating is not an indicator of how hard somebody is working. It's an indicator of how hot somebody is getting and their body trying to cool them down. And some people get hotter than others, meaning they're going to sweat more. And some people are just in general more sweatier than others. Now, funny, funny we say this because I quite enjoyed being somebody who didn't really sweat. Okay, I had to pause that to have a drink of my tea because I got a frog in my throat. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed somebody who didn't really sweat. Like it didn't, I was quite happy that I didn't sweat. 
then oh just before when was it um when i started getting really ill this year i started getting night sweats and these night sweats oh my god i've never had anything like them it was just horrible it was horrendous and i can remember talking to i think it was like one of the many many times i called the doctors and um one of them was like oh well if they don't stop i'd uh, i'd push that further and that's all they said to me about it so like i was never really concerned oh my god night sweats can be an indicator of so many things um it also can just be an indicator of being really hot in bed so i'm not a doctor i don't like read it into this too much but yeah but going from somebody who never sweat who never had night sweats to suddenly being like dripping in bed um it was a symptom of my ulcerative colitis which was madness because this is the bit that i find so fascinating so overnight time i was getting so hot and sweaty but during the day i was so cold like and i went to florida and it was like late 20s 20 degrees celsius like well like late 20s like maybe 30 early 30 mm, i'd say it reached 30 degrees a couple of days i was cold i was literally walking around in a jumper and i couldn't understand it and i was just like surely it's not normal to be this cold and then when i came home i was stood at my parents house and um it was quite warm and i was there in a jumper in joggers and i was just shaking because of how cold i was and i was like i don't understand why i'm so cold like i don't get it and that my parents used to say to me go put some more clothes on like and i'd be like i'm so dressed up um yeah and then since my medication has all calmed down i'm now able to wear a t-shirt during the days and not have to put layers and layers on my night sweats aren't as bad but they are still there sometimes um but it also has been really really muggy so we're blaming that on it but yeah absolute madness like the human body it just fascinates me anyway massive tangent there um but yeah not sweating when you work out is not an indicator of how hard you work so that's just something to bear in mind like we're all made up differently we're all made up genetically differently as well so don't compare how sweaty somebody else gets to how sweaty you get and there's other indicators like or like there are other indicators that will show us how hard we're working as well like if we're seeing visible changes um doms can be a good one like it doesn't we don't we shouldn't be setting out to get doms but it can be an indicator that we are pushing ourselves hard um yeah so those things would come over sweating um and then i have do you know i feel like everybody's going on holiday at the minute i say everybody i've got a few clients who are going away at the same time um so their questions was help keep me on track with my holidays now i did touch on this briefly in a previous episode but your holidays are literally um, they're for you to decide how you want to go about them i'm not a coach who's going to be like no you have to do this you have to do that on holiday i can give you tips and advice and then i will ask you how you want to gauge it because the way that i see it is like this fitness journey isn't a let's get you in shape and feeling like the best of your life ready for this holiday it's a okay this is going to be our new way of normal this is how we're going to live our life and i think because the society that we live in everything surrounds food so like when we go on holiday we kind of have this fuck it mentality and we don't really want to have that whilst we're on holiday because we don't need it to enjoy ourselves like you can still enjoy yourself without saying fuck it and having like every dessert under the sun every alcoholic drink going all of this it also depends like where you are in your journey and if you want to keep making progress whilst you're on holiday if you want to kind of just maintain whilst you're on holiday i don't really get many clients who are happy with like gaining whilst they're on holiday but 
just letting them know that the scale weight probably will come up when they come back just because of like the different foods and drinks they are having but the way you've got to think about it is like when you're on holiday we tend to be a bit more active it also i think it does depend what kind of holiday you're on so like if it's a city break you end up doing like thousands and thousands and thousands of steps if it's more like an all-inclusive summer holiday we kind of do like we'll maybe be lying on the beach or around the pool all day but i still think there's scope to be able to go out and get some steps in and like even if you can't hit your normal steps just make a conscious effort to go out and get a walk in and to stay pretty active and then there's some tips that like i say to my clients around this and one is just like when you're going for the food if it's like an all all-inclusive buffet or if you're going out just think like am i eating this because i actually want it or am i just eating it because it's here like i don't need to have all of this to ensure that i'm having a good time and honestly like a lot of people say like oh i want to have the foods that we don't have in another country or like we have in our own country i get that but have a look at the food you're eating and then tell me how much of it is food that you don't get at home like when i went to poland i had there i think it's called pierogi um which is like their form of dumplings and I don't eat dumplings and I don't ever remember having like dumplings like those and I'm sure you can buy them in supermarkets but they were like the traditional Polish food so that's what I had over there but I then didn't have like all the sides that came with it everything else like it would literally just be that um so I think just like learning how to be mindful and then another thing that you can do is when you're over there if there's something that you really really want so like I will always say to my clients if it's not a fuck yes it's a no and I think this is so important going forward because I think a lot of the time we have things just because it's there or because somebody else is having it and we get a bit of FOMO. So always ask yourself, is this a fucking yeah, I really want this? Or is this a, mm, I'm only having this because somebody else is having it? If it's a fuck yes, go for it. If it's not, then I'd like go elsewhere with your decision. Um, another thing you can do is choose something that you really, really want every day, okay? But just one thing. So say like you're having drinks one day and you want a cocktail, have one cocktail and then go to those lower calorie options because that way you're still going to be enjoying it. And it's like, I don't know if I've said this before, but if you have a family sized bar of chocolate, the first couple of squares are going to taste really, really good. And then halfway into that family sized bar of chocolate, it's still going to taste good, but it's not going to taste as good as those first couple of squares tasted, but you're kind of just carrying on eating it because you've already had some of it and you're like, well, I might as well finish it now. So it's like taking that out of our brain as well. So like, I'd say as well, remember how you feel like when you are more active, when you are eating better, we feel better within ourselves. If we're just eating like chocolate, chips, candy, cakes, all of this all the time, like we're going to start feeling sluggish. We're going to start feeling unmotivated because that food does make us feel like it. Um, but yeah, and just go over there and enjoy yourself and just remember you don't have to go mad. That's the only thing I'll say is because like, what we don't want is you to go absolutely mad and then feel like shit and then come back like, oh, I've undone all my progress. And hopefully you wouldn't have undone all of your progress, but there is scope to undo some of it. But then it also depends what you're happy doing. Like if that's your holiday and that's what you want to do, then by all means, go for it. Just know that your journey will take a little bit longer. We will probably have to work a little bit harder once you come back. Or when you're over there, just make like, just be super mindful with it. Like you don't have to not have anything, but you can have some of something okay instead of having absolutely everything and then feeling like crap because of it but yes that brings us to the end of my q a and my little tangent but thanks for listening 
Um, if there is anybody out there who is interested in joining my one-to-one coaching service, I am taking on clients. So you can find me um, at the female traders coach on Instagram, or there will be a little link in the description part of this that you can click on and it will help you get in touch with me to see what it is like working with me. But that is it from me. So have a great day and I will speak to you all soon.